Our gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And this will also be the basis for our sermon this morning. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. For days it had been the only thing that he could think about. He's been dwelling on all all the events that led up to this point, recounting uh, every, uh, every interaction, every conversation, every word. Broken promise. Six months earlier, Mary had come to him and said, Joseph, I need to go to Judea for a little while. Now, Joseph wasn't excited about this. He was going to miss Mary, miss her smile, miss her laugh. What if she got hurt? It's about a hundred mile journey through some treacherous land. But Joseph could tell. He could tell that that her mind was already made up, and so he wished Mary Godspeed on her journey. Now, she's finally come home. She's finally back. She's home safe and sound, but it never once crossed his mind that this could happen. (laughs) Elizabeth He thought, no way that she did this. (laughs) God knows I didn't do this. Here I've been, busting my backside, working sun up to sundown, trying to prepare our home for our family. And she's carrying someone else's child. Over the course of the next few days, Joseph may have slept, but 
he never once rested. He prayed lots. Uh, he didn't know what else to do. Joseph prayed, God save me. God save her. Joseph knew the law. He knew the rules. He, he knew what could come of this. Public shaming for Mary. Even death. And as his anger turned to sorrow, and his sorrow turned to acceptance, Joseph resolved to divorce her. But to do so quietly, hoping to protect both himself and her. Stay in this, this moment for a second. I think oftentimes as we read the Christmas story, we quickly move on to the next verse, right? Where we find out where this child is from. But I think it's worth taking a moment to stay here, to stay with Joseph in this feeling. Uh, we don't know how long this moment lasted. It could have been days. It could have been weeks. It could have been, could have been months that Joseph was wrestling with what to do. But here's, here's what we do know at this point. That up to this point, there had been no angels, at least not to Joseph, no stars in the sky, no wise men from the east, no comments on Twitter that say, hashtag, stand with Joseph. Right? Nothing. Just a fragile man whose life had been fractured and is left picking up the pieces of his broken world. <laughs> picking up the pieces of a broken world. Now, uh, that's, that's the thing that I think we can relate to, right? Uh, think about maybe the boy this time of year. that His one Christmas wish, what he tells Santa, is that he just wants to spend Christmas with his mom and his dad together. But divorce has broken their family, left it in pieces. Or I think of the, of, of the gal who is so tired of being the only one at the office party who comes by herself and who leaves by herself alone, broken. Maybe there's the anxiety of spending time with family, with in-laws over the holidays, <laughs> remembering what, what your father-in-law said last time you were together and how it hurt and how it took everything you had to bite your tongue. <laughs> Broken. Pieces. There are those who are missing loved ones this time of year fractured <laughs> uh, there's the woman who secretly wishes 
that people could see through the veneer of the Christmas card photo where their whole family is smiling and happy and see the abuse that's happening at home behind closed doors. Broken. In one way or another, we can all relate to that fragile man, Joseph, who was left trying to pick up the pieces of his broken world. Now, of course, Joseph's world didn't stay broken forever. This painting, although anachronistic as it is, right? I mean, they didn't in that day have books quite like this, right? Or have studies this way. But I think even though maybe the, the timing is off a little bit with this painting, um, the emotion is there. You can see Joseph tired, exhausted, scriptures open, praying, falling asleep. And as he's nodding off, the angel coming to him. And you can see in the background, Mary. Mary, who had been visited by Gabriel, and she knew what was happening, but she's praying, Lord God, please tell him what you told me. Tell him what I know. God's word came to them both through angels in dreams. Side note, did you know that Joseph, the stepfather of our Lord Jesus, received the most dreams that any or the most visions in dreams that anyone receives in scripture pretty cool fact i think god's word comes and the angel tells joseph you and mary are being used by god for god's mission don't be afraid god is with And this baby that Mary's carrying, he's to be called Jesus because he is the answer to all your fears. He shall save you from your sin. This is consistent with what we heard read in our Isaiah 7 reading that Matthew quotes in Matthew chapter 1. Emmanuel, God with us, is the point of all Scripture. The virgin conception and virgin birth of our Lord Jesus is the miracle of all miracles. Everything points to Jesus and to the Lord in salvation and presence that he brings. One could maybe imagine Joseph waking up and sheepishly walking over to Mary. So I guess his name is Jesus, huh? (laughs) 
This makes me think of a, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, and for the purposes of the sermon, I'll, I'll call him Wayne. Wayne, righteous man, kind man, loves Jesus, wants nothing more than to be a good husband and a good father and to be raising a faithful family and leading them to the Lord. And he marries a, a beautiful woman that's broken. And she struggles with anorexia. And she's been through treatments over and over. She's been outpatient treatments, and she's been inpatient treatments. And, and yet the, the eating disorder just continues to be present. And then they're raising children, and, and here's this man, Wayne, uh, trying to care for his wife, also trying to care for several children as his wife is kneeling at the toilet again. And he was alone. His, his performance at work was negatively impacted. And through that time, he had considered, what am I going to do? Is it, is it time for me to divorce her? And in the midst of that, he's forced to deal with his, with his own issues. He said this to me, and it's left a mark. He says this, This has made Christmas far more real to me than tree lights or songs ever could. I know that it is only because God is with us that our family has held together. And that's what Emmanuel means, isn't it? God with us. In the midst of broken pieces, fallen world pain, and to save us from our sins. Isn't it interesting that that's what Jesus' name means? Right? To save, to save his people. That's why, why Jesus came. To save his people from their sins. There are so many things in this world that are broken. And we can easily look out and look at politics or look at the community or, or look at the education system or look at uh, family. All these things around us that are broken. Yes, and that's true. And Jesus saves us from those things as well. But here's, here's the difference in Christianity. Christianity, Jesus, he doesn't stop there. He forces us to look at our own issues because he wants to save us not just from their sins but from our own sins, our own pain, our own brokenness. It's this Jesus who, who was born to die. And by faith in his promises and, and in his word, Those promises have been fulfilled through his resurrection, through his death on the cross. And by faith today, we, like, like Joseph before us and those 
saints who have gone before us in the faith. We cling to the promises of Jesus and of his presence now and his presence again at the second coming. It's, it's worth thinking about what Jesus, baby Jesus, Joseph, and Mary faced uh, those next few days, weeks, years. How many times do they have to remind themselves of God's promises as people hurled insults at them? <laughs> yeah, right. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. Sure, Joseph. Emmanuel. God is with us. Or, or as they had to go to Bethlehem to fulfill Caesar's uh, edict and direction at the census. Okay. God is with us. When they are told that they have to sleep with animals, Okay, God is with us. When they have to, to flee to Egypt because the most powerful man in Israel is seeking the life of their newborn son, okay, God is with us. They truly followed God and his promises and his word trusting in that child that they held in their arms. <laughs> that he was more than just a man. That he was Jesus. He had come to save them from their sins. God is, is with us today, just as he was with Joseph and Mary, to work in us and, and to work through us for God's mission. Now, needless to say, Joseph and Mary, they served a very specific role in God's plan of salvation. But as the people of God today, we're still on the same mission. And it's interesting how Matthew, when, as he writes his gospel, he starts it out by talking about Emmanuel, God with us. The very beginning and what are the last words of Jesus before he ascends to heaven? And I will be with you always till the very end of the age. God with us. Emmanuel. Always. The bookends of Matthew's Gospel the bookends of Scripture. In the Garden of Eden, before the fall into sin, God's walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the night. God with us. And at the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 21, we're told this. God's dwelling place is with man. God with us. No accident that that Matthew 
use those, uses that Emmanuel as the bookends of his gospel because it's the bookends of our life in Christ. We're in a series right now called Follow Me, series to the book of Matthew, considering what it means for, for Jesus as an adult to call people, fishermen and tax collectors and people that are like you and me, to follow him. And so it's worth, for, worth it for us to take a moment to reflect upon who is this person who's calling us to follow him. Well, it's this Jesus. The Jesus who saves us from our sins. The Jesus who is God with us. Emmanuel. Always. Amen.